Behold the basketball. Are you uh, keener on the summer blockbuster? Maybe you're looking forward to that great show that's about to come, that summer blockbuster. What is it for you? Maybe shout out your summer blockbuster. Black Widow? Yeah? I'm seeing some thumbs up and some thumbs down. Uh, um, Fast and Furious, part, what is it, 15 or 16 now? <laughs> no, part, part 9, okay, part 9, part 9, only part 9. Or, or how about that 90s reboot, Space Jam, The New Legacy. Come on, LeBron. Well, today we have the long-awaited sequel to the Pauline Prayer from two Sundays ago, Love Prayer, the sequel. In a world with fading hope, with little consolation, comes Love Prayer. Okay. But really, many of us find ourselves needing prayer. It's an anxious world we live in. Um, it's full of selfish ambition, greed, quarrelsome hearts. We need something to bust us out, don't we? We need this prayer. So let's be encouraged and reminded that prayer is a good and worthy practice. And Dawn, of course, has already alluded that today as she talked during the children's blessing. Prayer is our spiritual practice, and it brings and bears hope and meaning in these days of madness or uncertainty. And the good news is that each Sunday, we are really a praying church. And I don't know if you carry your order of service with you during the week, but it is chock full of prayer, right? The invocation prayer that invites God to abide with us, that leads into the Lord's Prayer. We pray the Lord's Prayer every week. We have confession prayers that are written with us and by us and for us as we humble our hearts. We recognize our sin, but we also pray for God's immeasurable grace. Our litany is is a prayer. It's Praise and response as we pray and talk about how we might proclaim God's promises and speak of our part and our participation in God's work in the world. We have prayers of the people. Kathy led those for us. Those are often written by the people who pray them. And so we pray together. We pray on behalf of all of us, lifting our hearts, asking God to intercede We pray for ourselves, we pray for our neighbors, we pray for cities and nations, we pray for those who lead, those in positions of power and influence, but we pray for the weak and the downcast, those who find themselves in the margins of society. We ask for God's mercy, and even today our refrain was, O God, your mercy is great. And we pray that we might be the answers to our prayers. We pray that as we 
go into the world, and that's what our sending prayer is all about. As you go into the world, might we and you be the hands and the feet and the heart of Jesus. We pray for our offering, the gifts, the tithes that we bring into the house of the Lord. We pray that prayer of gratitude, and we give thanks for God's empowering of God's people to empower and sustain the work of our church in this city and in the world. So we pray in lots of ways, and maybe that's an inspiration for you not to toss your order of service into recycling too quick, but to carry these prayers with you as you go into another week. And then we always close all these prayers with a threefold amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. So we pray lots, and and I wanted to simply remind us of that and the rich prayer life that we get as we worship together from week to week. Our liturgical rhythms and our prayers give us strength for the journey. So it's good for us to then read prayers and hear prayers like we've heard today, this prayer from the Ephesians letter. This is the hinge point in the Ephesians letter. All this talk of God's providence and awe-inspiring capacity, God's generosity is wrapped up in this prayer. And this prayer will then propel this letter forward into the next three sections. And we'll continue to learn of these practical exhortation that the Pauline community talks of. Five more Sundays in Ephesians. So if you're reading through a book of the Bible this summer, Ephesians is your book or your letter. And Paul and the Pauline writers start with humility in this part of the prayer. I bow my knees and I pray that the riches of God's glory may be strengthened through you, through God's Spirit. So let's not move too quick from I bow my knees, right? Because bowing is really, it really is a posture of humility. It's a posture of, God, I realize that you are God and I am not. You are the protagonist of the story. And so even if you get a chance this week to pray, well, we'll all have chances to pray, but when you pray this week, might you include some posture in your prayer and get on your knees and recognize your vulnerability and defenselessness, but how God's power will strengthen you, sustain us, And so this prayer starts on its knees. And then we read and hear of the phrase that I think is the heart of this prayer. And it's actually the heart of the first half of this letter. I pray that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith. As you are being rooted and grounded in love. This is the heartbeat and the lifeline of the Ephesians church and their prayers. 
They're being pressed in on every side by divisions or factions, hostility or intimidation. And so their prayer is this, boiled down to a simple phrase, O Christ, dwell in our hearts through faith. It's not a faith in themselves or by their own strength. It's the faith and the faithfulness of Jesus working in them. Dwell it in our hearts through faith. Root us and ground us in love. I invite you to pray that prayer with me. O Christ, dwell in our hearts through faith. Root us and ground us in love. O Christ, Dwell in our hearts through faith. Root us and ground us in love. I encourage you to carry that prayer in your heart this week. Because I'm sure there's lots of stuff taking up space in our hearts these days, right? And even as you pause and maybe breathe for even a few seconds, you can sense those things that swirl around in your heart today. Things that challenge you, things that frighten you, things that concern you, things that bring you gladness and joy. O Christ, dwell in our hearts through faith. Another question you might ponder as you're praying that this week is, what is rooting me? Or what is rooting us? What's grounding me these days? Is it my social media feed? Is it whether I got a text back from so-and-so? Or is it that I have enough blank money, funds, resources? What's grounding us? What's rooting us? Carry this prayer with you. O Christ, dwell in our hearts through faith. Root us and ground us in love. Because as we pray this prayer, we see the promises in this prayer. We, the saints, together will comprehend the love of Christ and be filled with the fullness of God. Now, that's not a magical formula, but it's a promise from God's word and God's spirit that God will show up in Christ as we pray. Christ's faithfulness living, dwelling in our hearts as we are rooted and grounded in love. That's spectacular news for us. For summer travelers who may be a bit weary, we who are relying and rejoicing in the faithfulness of Christ. So I think we can think of some ways we can live out of this prayer. If this is a prayer of love, then the measuring metric is love. I thought of that familiar hymn or spiritual song, they will know we are Christians by our our love. They'll know we are Christians by our love. There's a lot of truth in that simple song. And so our God who loves us, loves the world, then compels us and energizes us to love the world. And maybe you've been thinking or reflecting about how we keep on moving forward as the church, as we regather, as we restabilize, 
as we reroot or reground ourselves? How about if we, as a local church, put this prayer into practice? As Christ dwells in our hearts, as we put the life and love of Christ on display in the way that we love, in the way that we walk, in the way that we worship together, we too will be rooted and grounded in love. And that will be enough. It might not be a flashy program or an expertly curated strategic plan, but we will be saved and sustained by God's love in this world that is anxious or greedily pushing its way to the front of the line or trying to get the most stuff or most money or punch their ticket to get on a flight through space. We're fighting and quarreling as the posture of the day. Our prayer will be this church who bears the love of Christ in the world, who put love on display as we pray from our knees and allow ourselves to be bowled over by the love of Christ. And then we carry that love of Christ into the places where we will serve and dwell this week. Pray it with me again. O Christ, dwell in our hearts through faith. Root us and ground us in love. This young church in Ephesus wasn't praying for a nifty fix-all program so that they might overcome their neighbors or win over their neighbors or overcome their adversaries. They were praying for this encounter with a living Lord that then might dwell in their hearts so that they might pour forth love into the places where they found themselves. And so it's the same for us. May we too, like the church in Ephesus, be known as a church rooted and grounded. I was reminded of, uh, or I heard this uh, about 10 days ago on the news about Twitter. Uh, Twitter is rebooting this, this, this feature And I don't know if it's in Canada, but they were experimenting with it in some other countries. It's called the Review Before You Tweet feature. And if it picks up some really uh, uh, colorful language in your tweet, (laughs) it it suggests that you might be being too antagonistic. You think? (laughs) And so um, this feature actually pops up a a word bubble to you that says, are you saying something in the moment that you might regret? (laughs) Review your reply that could be potentially harmful or offensive. (laughs) Um, It made me think, maybe as we carry this Ephesians prayer in our hearts this week, um, it might be a a feature that reminds us of how we're talking and speaking and entering into the places where we meet or as you're about to make that next phone call or enter that family gathering or go into that staff meeting. Maybe you don't need a Twitter feature to pop up, but maybe your prayer is, Oh Christ, 
Dwell in my heart through faith. Root me and ground me in love. Think of the places where you're going this week. Think of the meetings and the messages that you will be sharing in or sending. O Christ, dwell in our hearts through faith. Root us and ground us in love. How do you close a sermon on prayer? With prayer! I've been encouraging us during the spring and the summer to carry this prayer book with us or to maybe buy this prayer book by Sarah Bessie called A Rhythm of Prayer. And in one of these prayers, here's the closing piece. In your immeasurable love, grace, and mercy, You will not abandon us, O God, regardless of how often we lose our way. Place your hands upon our hearts and turn us towards you, Lord of light, Lord of life, Lord of reconciliation and resurrection. Amen.